Okay, folks, the record button has been hit, and off we go. My name is Adam Comaro, and uh, yeah, I just uh, had a little bit of alcohol for the first time I think in at least three years, just so I'd be able to actually go through with this recording. Which I've been trying to do much longer than that. But. Unfortunately. Once it got to the point where. I really felt like nobody just gave a shit. About what I was saying. It just became impossible to feel the motivation to record. But technically, I shouldn't be here right now because I've been living in a personal hell, which uh, I had plans to mercifully and uh, you know what? I only had a couple sips. Jesus Christ, sounds like I'm drunk. Um, Two days ago, if not yesterday, and... um, I don't know. I just have to do this. I have to leave something. Because for the years I've mentioned, I have been on an island in so many ways in terms of my thinking. The way I process things. Or more specifically, I guess the way I kind of put it out to others in how I process it and this can't just be something that I'm so different than most people in and it serves no purpose or more importantly no valuable purpose So, it's probably even too late to say this now, but if this gets posted, it will be on a site and uh, it'll stream through a feed where I previously did a college basketball podcast. And if somehow whoever is still subscribed to that hasn't been on for three years, but uh, if there are people subscribed to that, Yeah, um, this isn't for you. Unless you want it to be. This is the one and only episode of Contextual Healing. It was going to be a podcast I was going to do with someone else. (sighs) Starting way back. And, um, yeah, they, they, uh, they all of a sudden said they didn't have the time. And, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was kind of left there. And that was just the end of it. So, for the one and only episode of Contextual Healing, which I was shocked was a title available 
when I initially went to uh, think about titles and like look through stuff, I was like, wow, like this is the most obvious name ever, especially for what's going on in society. Why is it available? Like, I think uh, it had been used a couple times in like episodes of podcasts, but not actually as the name of the podcast. Like, it's wide open. And maybe it's changed since then. Maybe there is a podcast that does use it. And if so, don't worry to them. <laughs> like, they, do, they have nothing to worry about. This is not going to be an ongoing thing. And uh, I will not be making any money for this, from this. And the ironic thing is that contextual healing won't have nearly the context, if any, that was meant to be the outlet for context. Because there is a huge problem in society, among many things, with the seeming inability for many people to determine what is black and white and what deserves context, what deserves more nuance, the gray areas. Seems like they switch it up in their heads many times. And, uh, fascinating so in order to do to record something where I've been writing things down having thoughts on all of it just so nuanced so like get with so many examples just so much in order to properly represent everything as rationally and as thoroughly or as bluntly as possible depending on what I felt it needed to be doing that for years and years now I'm just going to spew it all out in a couple in in an hour or two maybe three, three hours I don't know the only editing I will do on this. The goal is not, but if it gets to be long to the point of like three hours, then I'll just split it in two. Other than that, nothing. Absolutely nothing. I just need this to be out there. Because if it even provides some sort of I don't know, some sort of blueprint For someone who hears anything I say and wants to dig deeper into it or wants to give it just valid thought, then I'll have accomplished, I guess, what I want. This isn't even, I don't even know if it's meant to accomplish anything, but I just know these thoughts have to be somewhere. And... They have to spread somehow. Because if I explain it even a little bit in terms of to the potential 
what I say today can be explained, or more specifically the topics. They are the most obvious things ever. Nothing I say will be in any way extreme. Nothing I say will be absolutist. They will be just the bottom barrel of where the bar should be set. Just as human beings. So, if you think anything I say is extreme, then that's just because that's what you are going to think no matter what. And this isn't going to be for you. So, if you can't listen with an open mind, go away. It's that simple. Because this isn't a matter of, oh, we're so divided. We're, the, we're a society that's divided, as many love to say. No, we're not. There is so many people just clinging to one side and just how blatant they want to be about it. That's something to behold. But we're not all on the same team here. And that needs to be stated. Just like many things need to be stated. The intention of people exists. Doesn't mean everyone. And let me preface everything I'll say with, I do have one bad habit of saying people. When I say people, I don't literally mean everyone. And this should be understood, but a type of creature exists in this world called a bad faither. Someone who hears things and then acts out on them in bad faith. Taking the intent of me and changing it, or anyone who they hear, in order for their benefit. So I'm saying right now, it doesn't, I am not trying to generalize everyone, but sometimes I do just say people think this, do this, whatever. Doesn't mean everyone, and it's not a personal attack. Another last thing before I start. My personal life has sucked for for a couple years. Because once I spiraled, once I felt society, the effects of it on me, I finally admitted to myself, I am an empath. And being an empath, I feel things so viscerally that when I feel felt over and over the darkness kind of closing in and people's ability to do so much. The potential of people. 
there's just outright refusal to do anything. Which enables everything bad. Because there's more than enough people in the world who are not bad to, pre- to prevent the bad things from happening. Because there's always going to be horrible people. So it's up to the checks and balances of the good people to prevent that. And again, the bar which is set in my mind for what should be a purely black and white, like it can't be lower than this, is already so low. Because if it's lower than that, then it's six feet deep. And there are some things I believe it it basically is at this point. But I'm not saying that everyone needs to go out and go door to door and do everything. I don't even think that's necessary. It's just a matter of supporting what should be obviously supported. And being against what should obviously not be supported to be what should be against it's really simple and despite what you hear you don't need to be an expert in any of this you don't need to have all this time to figure things out what's happening in society is very 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 obvious if you do one thing one thing prioritize morality That's what this is all about. Prioritize morality. That is not some fucking bleeding hippie shit. There's so much that it goes anti for what I'll say to that type of thing. This isn't hold hands sing kumbaya. This is a matter again of upholding the principles of the lowest bar. The lowest bar. Where it should be set. So, what I've dealt with personally over the last years, and it's been hell. And if you're the type who wants to frame it, in a bad faith way then do what you fucking want to do but what I, the words I say are going to hold true no matter what you think of me no matter what you think of the messenger because I'm going to try to avoid every bit of personal stuff with me but goddamn, I've I have never wavered throughout my entire life I'm just being moral. I don't do anyone wrong. I'm loyal to the end. And I say things as they deserve to be said. While being a complete empath. And understanding all the nuance in life. And from what I've felt has been off-putting for many people. 
for one reason or another. But it's not about me. It's not about me at all. The uh, the branding of, of uh, everyone in society at this point is something I don't even want to enter into related to me. I don't want to be branded. This isn't buzzwords. So let's start. And let me just go full hypocrisy immediately because I'm not big on quotes. Um, often they basically just are just like cliches, which are in itself buzzwords. And they often just oversimplify things, making it easy for people to just not think. And I know thought is considered like something that people just don't want to do unless it's for their faves or whatever, but... I don't consider it difficult or something which in any way should be considered a negative unless you were trained to think that way in order to make life easier in some way for you. Because if you have enough energy or whatever to care about anything in life, Why wouldn't it be about another person? You have plenty to care about yourself. I'm not telling anyone to not care about themselves. But giving a shit about other people? That's almost fucking extinct at this point. That needs to stop. So to start out, I will give a quote from, uh, it's actually a lyric from Mareba, Spillage Village affiliate, hip-hop. She rapped, uh, I used to be an optimist, but all of my hypotheses turned to mockeries of my common sense. And to make it rhyme more, I used to be an optimist, but all of my hypotheses turned to mockeries of my common sense. And that's always stuck with me. Because I always called myself a rational optimist growing up. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I I still am because I still believe people are capable of being good. And I still enter into every situation believing that whoever I'm Watching, reading, hearing, dealing with, speaking to, hearing from. They have, they have everything that's necessary to be able to give effort to be a good person. For some, it comes more naturally than others. For some, it's nature versus nurture. They've been put in positions where, man, it's just not fair to them what they've been through and it causes them to respond to situations and people differently 
than others who have been kind of, I hate to use the word nurture because nurture is typically a good thing, but in nature versus nurture, they've been nurtured to be mistrustful, or if not outright, just kind of, I don't even want to say pessimistic because to them it's realistic. And last thing, this is not planned out in any way. I have some words in front of me, but mostly this is just going to be jumping from one thing to another as I think of it. I have like 7 million documents on my computer. So it's just going to be going from one thing to another. It's, it's going to be discombobulated. It's going to be all over the place. Like when I did my college basketball podcast, I knew what I was going to do. And it wasn't necessary, and it wasn't planned out like word for word. But it's not—it's not, it's not going to be like, like this. It's—I know it's impossible to fit in everything, just everything. So I'm just going to, as I think of it, I'll, like I'll just be going back and forth, and it won't be the best transition. Sometimes there'll be breaks where I'm kind of trying to find stuff that I remember. I'm going to be forgetting things in one topic and then going back to it and these will just be all over the place. This isn't meant to this isn't meant to be some professional thing. So, yeah. Anyways, um people can be good. That's so important. People are smart, so stop Dumbing down everything to make it so whatever you're biased for can look better. Like, it's not a good thing. It doesn't matter what's legal or illegal. There still can be a matter of societal pressure which should exist to just do good things and to not do bad things. In this obsession with like defending who you like just because it's them, not because of what uh, of what it is that they actually say or do. Just stop doing that, man. I get it occasionally for the nuance, but stop propping people up to like deity status. It doesn't make any sense. There's nobody who should exist that way. The people who I respect the most, it's because of what they do, what they consistently do. person who I think has represented a lot of, I guess, I mean, this enters into a very specific realm, but still, what she does and how she does it, it crosses boundaries. That is Sarah Kenzier. There's no person who I have more respect for as a professional 
and how she chooses to say things and frame them in Sarah Kahn's ear. Because she's blunt. She tells it how it is. But there's always that backbone of morality. Always. It's vital. And I wish everyone, whether they're even in the media or not, would just understand the importance of how she does it. Because that's she's the closest thing for how I do it. But she has a much bigger platform, deservedly so. So she knows everything she says is going to be heard by at least a portion of people. Though it should be so many more. So many more. She should have been propped up everywhere. But when she holds people accountable, that's not approved of. By a large portion of people who have power and influence and don't want the uh, kind of the status quo to change. All right, so the number one problem, the number one issue in society, which I've been saying for years, number one with a bullet, Nothing is even close. Nothing. And I haven't even heard this mentioned. So this isn't like, oh, this person says that. No, nobody fucking says this. Nobody. And to me, it's not just saying it. it's It's number one. Number one with a bullet. Societal narcissism. And why people don't want to even give that a second thought is probably because it forces the mirror on them. It forces the mirror on themselves. Even if I'm not saying you, you listener, you're the problem, it still makes you think, hey, narcissism, who the hell is he? He's the one with the microphone. He's the one spouting this crap, thinking everyone he's important enough for everyone to care. No, I don't think anyone care, cares about me. What I'm saying is important. And not just because nobody else is saying it. It's because it's fucking true. The biggest fucking problem in society, the biggest issue in society, is narcissism. Along with the overwhelming celebration of it, and the obsession with status and notoriety. Just being known because you're known. Doing whatever it takes just to be known. To get your name out. Think about it. Every single thing comes back to fucking narcissism. Someone's celebrated, it's because of why. 
because they're well known. It's because they speak loudly. It's because they yell things. Because people who do everything the same way as whatever celebrity or whoever it is that you like without a camera do you care about them as much? no there's obviously going to be levels well yeah celebrities are in the news so obviously you see them but it has increased a million fold like billion fold like, the pandemic made it really, really obvious. Really obvious. Because that's when, like, all, especially all these shows, like, about rich people and, like, just rich people being horrible to each other exploded. Like, what is it? Why, do, why, why is that something that people care about? I don't know. It's, like, but also uh, YouTube, which had already been, like, on... The, really really getting bigger and bigger and bigger with like whatever the word is creators like creators they refer to them uh, themselves as that because it's like I don't know it gives them some heightened importance like dude anyone who creates anything like if I make a sandwich I guess I'm a creator but um yeah I mean that that's been on the way up and it quickly became obvious that like it really didn't matter what they had to say. It was just them. And people would just kind of latch on because it was them. And I, I still can't quite grasp all of it because it doesn't make sense. But that's just a, that's just a fact. Like People became... Famous as creators. Just for being narcissists. Because. While there were exceptions. And outliers. What were most of them doing? Talking about themselves and other people on YouTube. I mean, there's plenty of good shit on YouTube. I'm not saying YouTube in itself is bad. I mean, there have been times when, like, I will, uh, I'll go, I'll go watch someone who's just, like, doing some crazy thing, like, uh, dude who, uh, eats, like, some enormous amount of food. Like, these people who can just, like, eat crazy amounts, like, for some reason, like, that intrigued me. So I just watch him every once in a while, but, like, these people who just talk about themselves and like other YouTubers, like I don't care. Like if if they really offered something, and that would be different. But like, if we if I can't have a conversation with them, then I don't understand the devotion. So it kind of really delves to let's just let's just put it this way if you see a celebrity advertise a uh, I don't know anything on TV shit uh, a um, 
a brand of toaster. <laughs> God, that was the stupidest thing. Whatever. If you would you buy that toaster just because it was them? Because there's no way in hell I would. I also wouldn't refuse to. But there's no way in hell I'd buy a toaster because they told me to buy a toaster. Many people would though. That's disturbing. Like why? Because they think that the, the person's celebrity makes them a better person in some way, or at least more important, or just more visible. Man, just because they got famous doesn't mean they deserve to. Doesn't mean they're more talented. Doesn't mean they're more anything. Maybe it does, but more often than not, it doesn't. And to just give them such power, I don't get it. The way I look at celebrities is when they do a good thing, societally, or professionally, I say, hey, great, good for them. I'm happy. I'm happy they had a positive impact. But it's almost like religion. We're like, if it's not a positive impact, then stop being obsessed with them. And I'm not going to. I'm not going to do this whole cult of whatever. Because that time has passed. Like, cult is a very important word. And I'm not going to use it for, like, celebrities and shit. Because cult should be used for a lot more important things, which I have. Many, many times, for, for one thing which I will speak about, Without getting too far ahead. And to cheapen words. Is a terrible thing to do. Because that's. That's. A whole whole issue. The weaponization of language. So there's two examples which always pop up in my head for how things have changed. Because you could say, oh, society's always been like that. It's not just celebrities. I'm talking about celebrities as kind of the obsession with celebrities as as a more widespread thing. Where it's not just celebrities, it's just anyone with influence, which is how everything works now. It's not just about Whatever your fave is. It's how it works. For what people support. For everything. And with that support comes a... A bias which is downright psychopathic. Because it seems like automatically... A person, a persecution complex is wrapped up in a little bow along with that devotion. Fuck the haters. Like, what the hell is a hater? Like, who in their right mind 
grows up just thinking it's okay to just hating on somebody is like, oh, that's just normal. And it's not a matter of, oh, people hate because they're just not happy with themselves. I heard that so many times growing up. That ain't true. That is not true in the, in the slightest, man. Maybe it's true once in a while. Again, outliers. You know why p- people uh, hate? Because it gets some attention. It's that simple. It gets them attention. Somebody else sees, oh, they said a hateful thing about this person. I either agree because I'm just as hateful. Or I disagree because they're my fave and how dare you. Like, who the fuck cares? Just stop being horrible to anyone, whether it's a celebrity or each other. Like, it's not difficult. Somebody's a, a movie star. Great. Like, you can... Fair enough. Like their acting. Love their acting. Appreciate them for their acting. You don't fucking know them as a person. You don't. I'm not saying to be apathetic to them. Because they're human. That's vital, vital, vital. It's a weird thing. We're also... It's, it's either complete devotion or it's this re- it's this awful dehumanizing. Like the, it's one extreme or the other. And as somebody who used to uh, <laughs> for years, I mean, I was uh, trying to make a career in sports and I'd see it with like Fans, they dehumanize these players. And then, like, once in a while, something will happen. And everyone, like, has a... uh, A moment where they think to themselves, like, Oh, sometimes we forget these athletes are people, too. It's like, what? What? Don't ever use that excuse. Don't ever fucking use that excuse. You are pathetic if you use that excuse. You, If you are forgetting that anyone is a human being, you need to reevaluate everything and who you listen to and what type of... I don't know. Because how does that even enter your mind or not enter your mind? There's never been one moment in my entire life Where I've watched any sport. Any sport. And viewed it as... These are just like kind of... Objects. The coolest thing to me was always the humanity of it. That's not taking... And if you think that's taking away from sports, I can't... I've asked people. they, They can't express... Why they feel it just is like, hey, don't don't mess with my sports. Don't mess with my mindlessness. Did 
This is not how people are. This is how they're taught to be. This whole thing of like fanhood with their teams, like just constant horrible things that said about like other players on other teams and other fans. Like, dude, this is that's not how that's not fanhood. That's how you're taught. That's society teaching you how to do this stuff, how to be this way, how to be awful. And it's not, oh, it's not, it's not serious. Like, it's just sports. Then why, then why is it the same exact behavior and attitude and everything? Much of it being more important than sports. More objectively important than sports. It's the same behavior. So you can say, oh, it's just sports. It's not important. Don't lie to yourself. It's the same thing that may, that normalizes it in every aspect of life. So if you say, oh, it's just sports, like I just do this in sports, I'm not this way in other ways. Are you sure? Because the people who I see do it in sports, people who I've been around, and I just want to be clear, this is not a social media thing, or it's solely a social media thing. Man, I used to have a, for years, I, I went to a, uh, a sports team, I had season tickets, and it would just blow my mind every week to see the amount of negative emotion people poured into it. How for many people it ended up fighting, crying, like all kinds of shit that's just like, what, what is wrong with people? And I, I, I was mistaken for a while. Like I really, I almost trained myself to believe like sometimes I wished I could be like these types of fans who would just like lose all sense of rationality and would just like go ballistic. I thought that made for an unbelievable experience which I somehow wasn't able to have. I thought I was lacking. No. I love every minute of watching what the the uh, the team players everything. I love it, but being rational about something and not belligerent, being considered like not a real fan. It's pretty much how society is with everything when you consider it. Now, some people, again, they are able to be wild, like insane about one thing and then go back to being a totally normal person. So I'll repeat again. When I say like something about and use the term people, I don't mean everyone. There is a uh, there's a common theme 
to the behavior leading from one thing to another and how it's processed out as oh that's just fans being fans and as someone who also had kind of an insight into the media for a long time I would see the sports media be beyond some holier than thou shit where it's like oh the sports fans are so ridiculous like this this is funny ha 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 and the way they were just like everything was just robotic that doesn't make any sense to me either so what it really comes down to is there is an absolute agreement in society that you cannot be emotional and logical at the same time. So you either got to be on one side or another. What? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. And I fully, I am fully aware for many people, that makes perfect sense. Because, why? Oh, that's just the way it is. Tradition. What's tradition? It's tradition to be that way. That's just the way things are. Oh, okay. Ah, the old devotion of mindless tradition. Nothing has to make sense. I'm not even saying everything should make sense, but like, dude, like what? I don't know, man. It's just really odd to be completely... I don't know, I guess perplexed by by the entire thing. Like, why is it... Because I would understand if, like, oh, some people agree, some people don't. No, like, I am the only person who seems to be mystified as to how there's just this way that fans are in terms of being... This isn't a fan thing. This is being horrible people. This is being horrible people. Because, hey, if you if if your rebuttal to what I'm saying is, oh, I do that with my friends all the time, like just go go back and forth, it's it's all in good fun. Yeah, exactly. That's fine. That's great. I do I I did the same thing. And you want to know why it's cool and great and everything? For me, from my perspective, it's because there's fucking context. There's relationship context. If you're just yelling it at random people, whether it be at a stadium, at um, when you're at a, on a basketball court, on social media, anywhere, that has no context. So how the hell is that supposed to just be accepted as like, oh, it's just that's just what happens? But that's what social media people on social media who do that try to make you believe that it's all just in good fun. No, it's not. How is it in good fun if there's no context? Somebody's just insulting you. 
like it's just I don't get the purpose of it. I don't get I don't get what people get out of it. I don't get the positivity that comes out of it. You don't have to, I have to have full house life lessons for everything. How does that make you feel happier? Or how does it make how does it give you any pleasure at all? It doesn't have to make you feel happier. How why? Why does it give you any pleasure? Because it makes you feel like a better fan? Because again, then that applies to everything in society. The way to prove that you are a part of something is to be irrationally devoted. You can't just like something. It has to be everything. So I kind of got away from the two things I was thinking of. Um, and I said there's two things that come to mind. Um, okay. Number one. I say because the second one that's um, that might be the cherry on top. So I'll start with number two. Going up to number two ranked and number one. How dare you not love my number one? No, I'm just kidding. Um, anyway, so number two. was uh, Chappelle. He did a stand-up in uh, San Francisco. I believe it was 2004. I don't know. My memory's pretty good, but might be misremembering. Who cares? But um, either way, he was talking about... He was watching MTV. And the Twin Towers were hit. And MTV was like, Let's get Ja Rule on the phone. We need let's let's hear Ja's thinking. And <laughs> his response was like, "This is, I mean, the, the, it's funny because it's so fucking true. It's like, who the fuck cares what Ja Rule has to say about this? It's not an insult to Ja Rule. It's who the fuck cares what Ja Rule has to say? Like, it's it's just it's it's mind boggling. People do care, but people do care because he's famous." Because he, because he does this weird sing-songy between me and you shit, like, like, why does his opinion hold more validity? It doesn't. And I don't think that's what they were trying to, to show by having him give an opinion, but I don't know, it's just absurd. I think that's all it is. It's not even trying to find deeper meaning. It's just absurd. And that's, I think, the point that Dave was trying to get across. Like, stop deifying celebrities. So, on a much more serious note, transition, when George Floyd was murdered by cops years later. I remember there was like, I don't even know if it was like announcement or something was shown. Like, I don't, I don't know. But like Dave was going, Dave Chappelle was going to do this. It definitely wasn't a stand-up. I wouldn't say it's because it wasn't meant for any comedy purposes. But he just, he kind of, 
he did this outdoor while it was shown on YouTube, and it was and at the at around the same time he hosted Saturday Night Live, and there was just this massive, massive, massive kind of acceptance of like what Dave says is going to be so vital. And you could be interested in what he says. There's nothing wrong with that. Again, it's the obsession and deifying of it which made it peak ironic for the, the whole Ja Rule thing. And also, Dave and Ja, they're on different levels. Like, Dave, his humor, a lot of it was obviously based on kind of in the same way but I guess a little bit more advanced um, level the way that in Living Color kind of they're like hey ev- let's mock everyone let's center race so that we can all feel like there's more of an understanding let's just put it right out there in the center let's not kind of tiptoe around it Dave did that. And he made it so that everyone could kind of gather around and laugh at the absurdity of many things in life. But also, while laughing, he brought a lot of interesting elements into the conversation from his sketches that made you kind of after it was over be like oh that's maybe that's something to kind of dig into a little more in terms of not just in a comedic way but he brought up a good point and maybe that inspired some conversations and uh I'm not going to refer to it as reckoning fuck that word that, that word can fucking rot in hell because everyone who believed that anyone in their fucking right mind was having a reckoning after George Floyd, fuck them. Like, you knew goddamn well that wasn't true. Doesn't make you an optimist or a positive person. I'll get into the uh, the ways that positivity is completely twisted into a pretzel in a bit. But, like, let me just say, nah. I don't, I'm not getting into reckoning bullshit. Reckonings don't exist. You either do good for good with self-awareness or you don't. You don't have some magical reckoning. Fuck that, man. Um, so anyway. It was just interesting. I'm not even saying like Dave didn't deserve to have eyeballs on him or whatever at the time. Just when he went to, when he had something to say about the George Floyd situation. And if my timeline is right, it was when Trump got elected. So he also spoke about Trump and I think even in his words, he kind of <laughs> he made a mistake in saying like, hey, let's just give Trump a chance. Because 
it's not like Trump shouldn't have been given a chance, but I think the general, not general, but um, just the way that was framed as like, it, it just, I think it did too much to eliminate who Trump had been in the past to make it seem like, oh, let's just view him with an open mind. You can't view someone with an open mind if they've been doing things their entire life which make it so that, hey, guess what? This is important to understand in terms of how this person is viewed. Can't just be, oh, let's just put this person here, pretend we don't know anything about them. Because the fact that he was elected was based on the fact that people knew a lot about him. And the ironic thing is many of the people who are so outraged by him are exactly the people who boosted him up because they didn't deem him a threat. Yeah, that's irony. I don't fuck with the left, right, Democrat, Republican scenario. Fuck all that. But I will say There are many people who benefited from a relationship with Trump prior. They knew plenty of things about him and what he represented. Who then pretended to be surprised and outraged and shocked by it. And that's when it gets back to narcissism. Do you care about anything unless it affects you? Unless it directly affects you? Maybe the people very close to you that you know, the people, your, your brand in the, in the exact moment? If it doesn't, do you care? Like, what does it take to care about another person? For you. Not for any other reason. Not for whatever kind of. I don't even know what to call it. Like, like these weird things people put out there to take the accountability off of them. Put it on something else. Like Jesus wouldn't Jesus wouldn't tell me to do this. Like, who the fuck cared? What do you what do you think? What is your thought process? That's the important thing. For people who are head over heels in a uh, toward love affair with religion, that's fine. I've always said, whatever helps you be a good person, by all means, go for it. But if they're using that as a, a shield from accountability, then they deserve, at the very least, at the very least, to be seriously questioned as to what they believe. Not what whoever they think is the greatest in the world thought. 
I'm talking about what they believe. Because if they can't speak to what they believe, then chances are they're hiding what they believe. And you need to figure out what they actually believe to get it out in the open. And once it's out in the open, keep holding them accountable. Because it can't end. It's a major problem right now with accountability journalism. I think for, I don't even want to say for years, forever. It's been accountability journalism. It puts things out in the open. It puts people and situations out in the open and exposes fuckery. Exposes all the fuckery that was hidden behind closed doors. And that's great. The issue right now is that once that is made public, once it's put out in the open, then what happens? Because there's been a general trust general acceptance that once things are out in the open, it'll be taken care of. The law will do its thing because the justice system was set up to do that. Fuck off. The justice system is not set up to do that. The justice system is set up to be ridiculous. It's set up to be very, very weighed towards whoever can sway it in the moment with with money or with knowledge. A lot of times those two coincide. And it is not set up for justice. It's set up for a purpose. So when you view anything in justice... If you even want to use that term. Whatever a court's ruling or a justice ruling or whatever it is. Don't automatically assume this happened because the their result was because that's the way it should have been. Because, hey, why would people who hold those important positions... Why would they do something that's like shady? Because that's what fucking, that's what people do because they can with narcissism. That's what's enabled. That's what is generally accepted, normalized, enabled. Because give me a shit about other people. What do you get out of that? What you can get out of that is a PC statement without actually doing anything. You can get the applause, but it ain't gonna, but you don't have to then follow it up with anything. So that's the that's the thing about accountability journalism which worries me. Like when people see these stories, like they made, oh my god, that's awful. But then what? Do they keep following it? Do they keep choosing to see what happens, the result? I don't know. I, honestly, I do well for a lot of it. And 
it's not good, man. It's really not because a lot of times there is no accountability. There's nothing. So what is actually being accomplished? I mean, there is just some awful, awful shit, which even like so sometimes it doesn't even like advance to the level of any sort of I don't know, like they don't even like go to court or anything. Like there's no there's nothing charged. Like do you remember everything that was reported with the new with the New Orleans Saints and uh it's it's with the um what was being hidden with the Saints? And what was being supported? Not great. Not great. If you don't know, look it up. I think it was, a, I believe, Jenny Vrentes, Sports Illustrated reported it. And there's been nothing since then. Nothing. It's a huge story, and then nothing. Disappeared. Completely disappeared. If you don't know the topic or what I'm talking to, what I'm referring to, Google it. I mean, the story still exists. There's nothing after it. Nothing. You'd think there'd be something. Nope. Absolutely nothing. I even went on like Twitter and like Twitter once. I'm like, what the hell? Like, is there any sort of follow up? Nope. I don't know. Anyway, um, I kind of got away. So the did the, the so the jaw rule thing was number one. I bet it was number two. Number one was uh, Eminem. Remember the song Stan? Made that uh, on a second uh, full length and uh, a third, if you can, infinite, second, major, late, whatever. Um, so he made the song stand about his, uh, about an imaginary kind of, I mean, yeah, fan who became. Eventually, through letters, you could see, like, very, first, uh, just a huge adore of Eminem and his music, then second, like, then another, after a couple more letters, like, why aren't you writing me back, then another couple, like, what the hell is wrong with you, like, I I thought we were cool, like, this fan imagined some sort of relationship between Eminem and Eminem, and obviously his name was Stan. And it was it was a really powerful song because really nothing had been approached in terms of really putting that out in the open. How as fans can be just they can be dangerous and wild and imagine themselves as in a relationship with the artist. As I said before, like where it becomes really, really, really important to them. Like, I'll never even understood, like, oh, this, this artist, they, they made a song that got me through stuff, and, like, I love them for that. Why not just love this song, dude? Like, they, they, like, a lot of them, like, I mean, not all of them even write their own shit. Eminem does. But, like, a lot of these, like, pop stars who you think, like, oh, their music got me through tough times or whatever, like, great. Love the song. Why become obsessed with the artist? Like, they didn't do anything for you. They made millions off it. Good, great, and then, and uh, 
if you took it as a something that helped you, there's many songs I hear. I love them, man. And they can hit deep. But not to the point where I'm like, oh my God. Like, this, this, this singer, this band, they, they know me. I, I must devote myself to them. Fucking weird, man. But, um... Yeah, so Eminem, he made that song, and it was, it was, to me, it was a really great thing to kind of put that out in the open, to get people talking about it. Fast forward, and what is a stand now? What is a stand? Oh, it's just someone who's just like really into, uh. A, uh, a, mus- a musician or an artist. It's it's some it's a it's somebody who's into an artist like they're a stan or they stand somebody. It's like really in so it's just like an expression of how they're really into somebody. What the fuck? How did that happen? How did the how did that word stan get completely drained from somebody who is so obsessed? With an artist that they would lock their, I believe it was their, I shouldn't laugh. I believe it was their um, wife or somebody, a girlfriend in a trunk. To be it being a good thing. Why? Why? Because it's it's just people's ability to take, oh, it's just all in good fun to a level where no, it's not all in good fun. And this relates to what I'm talking about of how it applies to society in general. Where whatever is really weird and beyond weird to like scary, they'll just say, oh, it's in good fun. It's not that serious. Don't be so serious. Heath Ledger. Um, why so serious? But if it's somebody else doing it, oh, then it's time to get angry. I don't know. It's just those two things. The jar Rule thing and the Eminem thing about and how... The hypocrisy is almost, it's not just normalized, man. It's like embraced and celebrated. And that's beyond bad. That should not be celebrated. I'm not saying everything needs to be deeply evaluated. But stuff like that, that should blatantly obvious, it's not okay. not so I don't know man like there's plenty of other things besides celebrities <laughs> that's putting it lightly um, so just kind of finish up that part 
where like let's say um John Morant. John Morant's in the news for flashing a gun at a bunch of different a bunch of different times on camera. Whatever you think of him, if you view him in the context of he's throwing everything away, then fuck you. That pretty much sums up my thoughts on him. Or not him. Because it's not about him. It's about you. And how you're choosing to view this. If that's how people you watch on TV or, or listen to on the radio or podcast or whatever are talking about it, then fuck them. Don't believe it. He is, or not don't believe it. Just don't subscribe to that same thinking. Be a human. View him as a human. You, it doesn't mean you can't also add in, oh, like, it would be, like, we could ta- also talk about, like, how it might be viewed in business terms, but, like, you know goddamn well you don't care about his finances. If you're talking about his finances, why? Why are you talking about his finances? It's not because the general reaction to that will be or the general response to my question would be oh because they don't have it so they they see these athletes with all this money and they think to themselves why would they throw it away I wouldn't throw it away that ain't fucking why it's because you like get to get into the personal lives of people who are influential or rich or just no- notorious and just say why you fucking hate them or why you love them. That's it. It's nothing more than that. There's nothing rational about it. Because when it's when it's just commenting unemotionally on someone like John Morant to just talk about his money and what, or his skills, what he's wasting, his endorsements, you don't fucking care. Why would you? If you say you do care, because you care about him as a person, then care about him as a person. Not as somebody who has, I don't know, accessories or whatever. I'm not talking about the gun as an accessory. I'm just saying, like, care about him as a person. It doesn't involve any endorsements. It doesn't involve the basketball. But don't hide behind this bullshit. Because it's just about attention. Um, I remember whatever her name is, uh, um, the gymnast. Uh, crap. All right. So this is where I, uh, I, will, I will admit I'm, I'm googling right now. Um. Well, whatever her name is, she she um. Let me see. Because I'm talking about where like I'm not there's like I remember doing the uh, college basketball podcast and I would. I mean, if this happened, I would obviously edit this out. You know what? This is all staying in. I don't care. 
um, Simone Biles. So Simone Biles had a uh, had an issue where like she all, all of a sudden just couldn't. It was almost like brain lock. Where at least if if I remember correctly, that's how she was explaining it. In terms of she couldn't act, perform her usual routines at the Olympics. And she dropped out of at least summer. And many, or at least some were describing her as like un-American, like quitter, blah, 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 weak. And it became a whole mental health thing. I have plenty of issues with the mental health thing. Societally, in terms of how it's applied to everything. Can you imagine if every single thing, physical, was just physical health? The mental health thing is such a bunch of bullshit, whatever. And I'm not talking about actual people who experience real things. But like when you say mental health, that can be one of approximately a billion things. What are you actually talking about? You don't even know. So... Just be careful how you how you use mental health because often it's just a cop out for whatever. Whatever she was going through though was legitimate though. So I remember being the only person thinking of it like, what if we actually looked at it? I mean, if she's speaking her mind, she explained herself. Let's give her the benefit of the doubt and let's look at it beyond. Not beyond. Let's also provide a sports context with her as a teammate. Because that's something I never saw. Because what she did if she could not perform up to anywhere near her level, would you have wanted her to perform at like whatever it was, 25% and embarrass herself as well as I'm sure in the minds of many who are looking at ridiculously her country? Is that what you wanted? Or would you want somebody to be a good teammate and recognize when they are going to be able to provide an effort that best helps the team. Because it wasn't just, I mean, yeah, gymnastics are a lot kind of individual based, but also there is a team aspect to it. Like the scores do combine, even if they're not necessarily working together as teammates, the scores still do combine and they have been through a lot in the practices and all, all that stuff where it like kind of bonds them together. So they do view each other as teammates. And I mean, they're constantly around each other all the time. So you would hope they get along. So she's dropping out to also give her teammates the best opportunity to win. Do you not want that? Why wasn't that ever brought up? That she was being a good teammate? Is that is that going to... Because in your mind, you, you it'll automatically equate to, oh, quitters, good teammate. You're a good teammate if you quit. No, that doesn't mean always. 
it means in this situation, when you're looking at one of the best athletes in the history of the fucking universe of all time, pound for pounds of all time, when she experiences something which causes her to not feel like she can compete and be safe, then guess what? When she drops out, that is for her teammates' benefit as well as as her own also. It doesn't mean she's doing it just for her teammates. But I never saw it brought up that she was being a good teammate. Why wasn't it brought up? Fuck if I know. But it should have been. It's the kind of thing that, it, like, there's always something really, really, really obvious. It's never brought up in every story, every day. And I always think about it, and I'm always on an island. It never makes sense to me. Because the worst thing that can ever happen. No, okay. See, that that right there, I need to not say that. Because um, that's, uh, that's um, it's a little hyperbolic. A little hyperbolic right there. But um, terrible thing is to just be like the worst, worst, worst. That's what everyone does, and that's how they get attention. I'm not doing that. Um, a really bad thing for someone is to just not get answers. And by I mean answers, I mean not get any effort for answers for their whole fucking life. And that's what I've experienced. I have asked questions and tried to understand things my entire life. All kinds of things, all kinds of situations, all kinds of uh, things in different genres, everything. And over and over and over. No answer. Not even an attempt. Some things have an answer. Some things don't. Some things have nuance. Some things don't. The frustrating thing for me was the lack of people caring enough about whether it be me or whether it be the subject. To attempt an answer. Just be like, I don't know. That's just, that's just the way things are. It's the way people are. Whatever. How many times can you hear that without thinking like, there has to be a reason for this? For me, I don't know. I mean, it was at least here. Cause that's the thing. Like, I'm outspoken. I'm outspoken now. Shit, but it wasn't like I was always this way. Cause I really, really, I wouldn't say I was quiet, but like I definitely wasn't outspoken growing up. I was just kind of letting it all sink in because I didn't want to. I didn't want to ever rock the boat. 
there was enough going on around me where like, you know what, I, I just, I want to make sure I know what I'm talking about and have enough context to go on, have enough situations to be able to kind of, my memory grabs back and to kind of remember, this is why I'm saying it, to have enough context, to have enough knowledge. If I don't understand something, look into it further. And I was generally thought of as like a really great, easy, easy to get along with person. It's only when I start speaking out to represent what's good and against what's bad. That was considered difficult. It's fascinating, really. It's why a lot of people, they always say, like, oh, I, I hate people. I love animals. Why? Because animals don't speak. And obviously, you know what kind of animals I'm talking about. Like, obviously, what? yeah, I mean, I'm... I, sh- I, I shouldn't maybe feel a need to respond to the, the worst type of bad faithers. But, um, yeah, I mean, a, a dog can't, can't speak. So, like, obviously, the, the, that dog is, like, the most perfect angel. Because you have nothing to base on otherwise. Unless it bites you. In which case, hey, it just deserves to die, right? No, I'm not saying that. Or saying like most people think that. But it just, it it's the same kind of alignment as the oversimplification. Because a lot of people, they love their celebrities because the celebrities never say anything. That's what it comes down to. They don't say anything, so you can kind of think of them almost like a puppet. They have strings, and whatever they think is because you kind of applied that to them. It's interesting. It's really interesting. So... In terms of narcissism, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and um, there was an ad read for uh, BetterHelp. BetterHelp, uh, they have therapists, you do it online, blah, blah, blah. So, basically, it, the, whole, the ad read was that you do so much for other people. Everything is for other people. What about yourself? And I don't know what, where these imaginary lands of uh, gumballs and cotton candy are that everyone is doing anything for anybody else. I don't. I sure as hell haven't seen it my whole life. Everyone loves to imagine that they need to do more for themselves because they all they do is think about others. 
And when everyone says it, it completely devalues and cheapens and waters down that thought process like many other words and language and thought processes. So when it's legitimate, it means nothing. And that's really, really depressing. And that's when somebody like me, who actually does base, like, do so much for others and get shit on in return, means nothing because everyone says it. Hey, everyone thinks that. It's just the kind of like what everyone does and it's just accepted. No, it's because people lie about that. That's what societal narcissism is. It teaches you to care about yourself and you do too much for others and you need to care about yourself more even if you're not doing anything for others. You'll be taught that you do too much for others. Think about the pandemic. Think about it. At a time when other people need to be reached out to more than any other time, when loneliness was just the worst thing, more than loneliness, but a lot worse than loneliness in those times, the, the basic societal messaging was look out for yourself. Think about yourself. Self-care, self-care, self-care. Fuck off. That is the absolute worst messaging imaginable. And yet that was not just accepted, but, but embraced by society. I never saw anything against that type of messaging. Why? Yeah, there could always be the bad faithers who, uh, if you say like that, that isn't good. You say, oh, well, you're not into self-care. You're not into helping yourself. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying in especially that time, if you're taught to only care about yourself, the people who need help, you think they're going to feel comfortable reaching out to anyone? And if you're only thinking about yourself, are you going to reach out to them? No, so they're just going to be screwed. Now apply that to any any time. Same thing. It teaches you, or if not, it doesn't teach you. It makes it okay. It normalizes and enables narcissism. Just not giving a shit about anyone. And it's not okay. It's not okay at all. 